If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year. Yet, far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. This is a transformative time for Black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We've got football to look forward to. Yes, we do. It is a Monday. There are preseason games this week. And, heck, we've got a lot to look back on. Welcome in. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. So, TJ, as a former player, can you sit back and enjoy the Hall of Fame ceremonies? Do you say to yourself, you know what, I was actually better than that guy? How do you take in everything that happened in Canton over the weekend? I mean, I'll watch it. I don't watch it all. It gets kind of long. But the guys that I'm familiar with, um, I'll for sure watch their speech. Like, I thought Edron James gave a fantastic speech. I played with him a year. Pull Shark, never play him in pool. He will hustle you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like watching it. But I don't watch it all, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, first of all, it is a long watch. And that's why I, I can't imagine being there, especially – if you're at the Hall of Fame ceremony, you're probably there for, for one of the players that's being enshrined because you're a fan of that team. Or or if you're a Steelers fan, maybe there are a couple of, of your guys going in. But then you kind of have to sit through all of the other speeches and the 90-degree the weather. Uh, that doesn't seem like a lot of fun. I like to take it in. I think that the eight-minute speeches that they did this past weekend made it a much better uh, TV product. So I enjoyed it all. And it's also this unofficial start to football for guys like me where all 
all right, we're here. It's it's football season. But but looking back at what happened in the in the ceremonies this past weekend, it's a conversation that I honestly think that we uh, have been having since the class of 2021 was announced. And we knew that Peyton Manning was going to be in the Hall of Fame. He was going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he was enshrined yesterday. But ever since the announcements were made, TJ, I was surprised that Calvin Johnson was a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it's not that I don't think that Calvin Johnson is a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver. Far from it. He's, he definitely, definitely was destined for Canton, Ohio. But this position has been a position that has been neglected by the Hall of Fame for a long time. And I think that there are names that are still knocking on the door, waiting to get in. Guys like Reggie Wayne, guys like Torrey Holt, those guys who I believe had Hall of Fame careers, but are still waiting for the knock on the door. Great wide receivers in the past have had to wait. Uh, Michael Irvin wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Chris Carter wasn't first ballot. Andre Reed had to wait his turn. So did Tim Brown. So did Marvin Harrison. I was, I was surprised that Calvin Johnson was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Terrell Owens had to wait to get in. Were you surprised that a guy like Calvin Johnson made it in to the Hall of Fame on his first ballot? I wasn't until I hear what you just said, so now I am, <laughs> to be honest with you. And all, all the names and the guys that you named, the one that really sticks out was if T.O. wasn't a first ballot, there's not many guys that should be. Uh, first ballot. Yeah, Calvin Johnson's going to get in. I believe he played, what, eight years? Nine. Nine years, yeah. And, and so he, he didn't play a long time, but when he was playing, he was one of the best. The problem I have with the Hall of Fame, and I'm actually glad we're having this discussion, is what they do is 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 BS, in my opinion. That's just me being 100% transparent. Like, Chad Johnson should be in the Hall of Fame. You can't – any receiver that played in our era – they weren't better than him. I, I seen it. And those guys that are getting in that played in his era, they know they weren't better than him. And, and so if he can't get in, then none of these dudes should be getting in. They couldn't get they wasn't winning one on one battles on a consistent basis like like Chad was. And, and so when when I look at stuff like that, I just say, Oh, it's so political because when you talk a pure st- talent standpoint, Somebody explain to me why he is he isn't in. And then you, you say, oh, look at the stats. From 2002, and this is just off the top of my head, to 2007, Chad had 1,000 yards every year from his second year, and he led the league twice, averaged over 90 catches. Ex- name a receiver that went on a one, two, three, four, I think a seven-year span like that. That's not in the Hall of Fame. But because he played with the Bengals, he can't get in. Is, um, is 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 it the Bengals, TJ, or it, is I don't it, know what it is. I don't know this, what it is. Corey Dillon the, should be in. Willie this, Anderson should be in. This is the thing, and 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 we can expand this talk of, to, to running backs as well, because I think I actually think that there's a there's a whole group of guys, and I've said it on this network before, and I almost feel like it's old talk because I I felt like a broken record, but I I always felt like there was the the dual running back the. You know, Marshall Falk was obviously a Hall of Famer, but there are guys like Warwick Dunn, there are guys like Fred Taylor, guys like uh, Tiki Barber. I mean, you even take Tiki Barber's numbers and stack them up uh, at, towards other running backs in the NFL. They actually hold up really, really well. You my- know, you, Dan, you know how I, how I equate it? This is my uh, whether you're a Hall of Famer or not. When you were playing, 
for a period of two to three years, maybe four, were you considered top three at your position? If you weren't considered mm. top three at your position, you're not a Hall of Famer. That's simple. Like, you don't have to add people every year. If you go through your career and you weren't a top three player across the National Football League for a two to three, four year period, you're not a Hall of Famer, and that's okay. But when I look like Calvin Johnson, he's in the Hall of Famer, whether he gets in first ballot or second or whatever it may be, he was a top three receiver at some point for consecutive years. Sure. But Chad was also. I mean, Chad only played 11 years, so when you look at the numbers, it's not as big as guys that have played 13, 14, 15 years. Of course they're going to have more catches and things of that nature. But when they were playing, would you say, oh, who's the best receivers? Would you name him? Who's the best running backs? Would you name him? If you wouldn't name them, then they're not a Hall of Famer. I think we get in this. You, you, you want to know what's really difficult for me, TJ, in, in, in you talking about Chad Johnson is in, in saying, you know, and you guys were teammates with the Bengals and saying that he was a Bengal. Like, I think we could use that, that excuse with he was a lion. But somehow, and, and, Calvin, and that's what's crazy, right? Yeah, like that. That it's th- this is what I think it is, and this is what I think is actually opposite of what it should be. Is Randy Moss became the sixth guy to sixth wide receiver to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Calvin Johnson became the seventh, and to me, those guys, and I'm not, I'm not trying to. Randy Moss, again, surefire Hall of Famer. But when you talk about the guys that weren't first ballot, the guys that you kept out, there seemed to be this log jam or this, this, you know, this moat that you had to leap to get into the Hall of Fame. Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss, to me, were freakish athletes. Size, speed, I mean, Moss had it all. Calvin Johnson, the same thing. But if you were really going in as a Hall of Famer and the wide receiver – I almost think like your talent and your freakish athletic ability and your size in essence could work against you because of what is required at that position. Like I, I it's, it's not that I have more respect, but I think that, you know, Randy Moss could do the things that he did because he was a freak athlete. Calvin Johnson could do the things that he did because he was a freak athlete. I think there are guys that are still waiting to knock on the door, and we're going to see a couple of guys next year that are looking to get in. Steve Smith is a guy who you know doesn't have the freakish size that those two have, and you're comparing their numbers, and they're, they're, there's an argument to be made for a guy like Steve Smith. I actually think that we, we look at their talent – and say, oh, they should be in a Hall of Fame when it's the other way, you know, it's the other way around that we should look at it. Receiving skills, how guys got around that maybe even a talent like that or a freakish athletic ability maybe shouldn't be put into the equation as, as much. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, you, you can't, I mean, you can't control how you're born, right? So, sure, yeah. Uh, Moss and Calvin Johnson, but when you say the best receivers to ever play, anybody in my age are going to say, however you want to do it, it's Rice, Moss, or T.O. It's one of those three. Mm-hmm. Um, put them where you may, but it, it's those three. Um, but when you – some guys just play longer, man. And when you've played 15, 16 years, you're going to have stats. That's just the reality of it. The numbers are going to be there. And, and so you're going to have over a 1,000 catches because you've played a long time. Some guys didn't play a long time. But when they played – like Calvin Johnson, the impact was enormous. Like Chad, the impact was enormous. It just the Bengals didn't win, and so they don't get – like Willie Anderson, he's a right tackle. He was the best right tackle in football 
every year of his career. Every year. Not not the second best. He was the best. And he doesn't get in? Like, it just it makes no sense to me. And I'm talking to guys on the Bengals because I played with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fan of football, not just my th- – I'm a fan of football. So when you're going against Javon Curse and these dudes and you're not giving up sacks consistently year in and year out, um, you should be in. We seven-step seven dropped with the Bengals. No chip, no help. Um, those guys should get in. If you really watch the film and see what was going on, we didn't slide protect. It was man on man. You block, you – we used to – cat, you got that cat, I got this cat. And, and that's how it was. And so – they need to figure out the, the the BS that goes on with the voting process because there's guys that get in that shouldn't be in, and there's guys that should be in that aren't. And if nobody gonna say nothing, as long as I can do stuff like this, I'm gonna say something. And 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 in fairness to the to the hall, the, you only enshrine you can only enshrine seven guys a year. It's there's it's not an unlimited amount. They did more last year because of the NFL and the 100 years of football, so they had an expanded class. But it also allowed them to put a lot of guys that were had been waiting and waiting a while to get in. I, I just do you, do you does Chad Johnson? Do you believe Chad believes that he's a Hall of Famer and should be a Hall of Famer? He'll say, we've talked about it, and I tell him you should be in. He was like, they'll never let me in. And, I mean, he, he did some things that probably rub people the wrong way. He's a genuinely nice person. But when you just base it off of talent and then you say numbers, like I said, you go from 2002 to 2007, you tell me a receiver that did what he did from his second year in the league. Because 2002 was his second year. You show me a receiver that did what he did consecutively that many years in a row. Show me. You can't. You guys went, you guys went you to can't. the – Yeah, he was a pro bowl of those five years. You had your string of playoff. He was all pro 2005-2006. Led the NFL in receiving yardage in, in, uh, in 2006. He led the AFC three, four years in a row. It's it, – would you take him over Reggie Wayne, putting you on the I, spot? I, okay, let me just say this. The answer to that question, Yes. But I don't – like, when you compare guys, yeah, you always have to put a guy down. Sure. And, and I, I don't want to do that because Reggie Wayne can play. And yeah. So, but, but I seen Chad every day. We, we trained together. We went to college together. I mean, we trained every day for years and years and years. And so I, I saw it. Um, and, and, and I I'm just saw a- – and Reggie was a guy during the offseason that I would get video of all the top receivers and see what I could steal from their game to add to my game. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me that question, yeah, no question. Yeah, and it's not it, it it's not a does Reggie Wayne belong in the Hall of Fame? That's not the question that 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 was being asked. It's just of yeah, who gives who gets who gets that edge? I, I mean, I just mean, think about that though, man. Like, if you go look at it, like when I look like those three guys: Willie Anderson, Corey Dillon, Chad Johnson. If they don't get in the Hall of Fame, it's a joke. That's just my opinion. Because I'm a fan of football. You can't – I can argue anybody. We can go stat for stat. Like, I, you just – there's just no way you can explain it to me. Corey Dillon won a Super Bowl with the uh, Patriots. Look how many yards he rushed for that year. It wasn't like he was uh, along for the ride. He was the ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was, he was alone. He's 20th all time when it comes to rushing yards. And the only guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame – that have more rushing yards than Corey Dillon. And at are. some point, he was the single. He had the highest uh, yards per game in the season. Mm-hmm. I think he ran for like 200. I think it was the Broncos. I forget who it was. Um, 
most rushing yards in a game. He had that record. Like, Corey Dillon has records. I mean, it was just he played with the Bengals. The Bengals didn't win. And so you kind of don't get the recognition, which is unfair. But when you bring up the Lions, it's like, sure. okay, you know, make it make sense. And, and, and in your defense, and so if somebody's listening saying, ah, TJ's just being a homer for his guys. I the, am. The, I am. Yeah, and, you and are, you but you – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I am because those guys can really play. You can't control who you're drafted to. If you have that type of talent, it doesn't matter what team you're on. We didn't win as much as we should have. But what they did speaks volumes. But it's going unnoticed. And so if nobody's going to say anything, I will. Well, Corey Dillon, as I mentioned, 20th all-time when it comes to uh, all-time rushing yards in the National Football League. The only guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame that are ahead of him on the list are Frank Gore, who hasn't retired yet. Then you have Adrian Peterson, who also hasn't retired yet, Fred Taylor, and Steven Jackson. And Fred Taylor should be in. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) He should be in. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that – and he – and and they had more success in Jacksonville than teams around the NFL or players that have gotten in. I I even sometimes think, TJ, and I I know we're going long here, so we'll we'll take a time out in a second, but – when you had the multi-factor back, that was just the whole thing with me is it's easy to look at Jerome Bettis and say, well, look what Jerome Bettis did. Jerome Bettis had eighth all-time in, in rushing yards, 13,662. But then you say, well, what did Jerome Bettis do in the passing game? And if you would take a Fred Taylor, if you would take a Tiki Barber, if you would take a Warwick Dunn, and you look at what they've done just from the line of scrimmage and they're all in, in total yards there – yeah, they're not rushing the ball that would, would pass a, a Jerome Bettis like, but their receiving yards put them past. And I almost think that their multi, um, you know, uh, multi-talent or multi-dimensional aspect of their games actually hurt them in their Hall of Fame cause because they're not as high up on the list of rushing if they were just solely running backs. And I think that that's something that needs to change. To me, it's man. based on talent, man. It's based on talent, not who you played with talent. And those three guys, mm-hmm. they should be given strong consideration. It's just simple. Like, you can't have a Hall of Fame and the best right tackle of his generation isn't in. Arguably, one of the top four receivers when he played isn't in. And one of the better run Man, CD, 6'2", 225, and will run away from you and run you over. Like, it just – somebody got to make that make sense to me. The writers – Somebody, because it makes no sense to me. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Lamar Jackson returned to practice for the Baltimore Ravens this weekend, TJ, after testing positive for COVID-19. So he was away from the squad, but returned to the practice field and... When, when you when you heard about Lamar Jackson's situation, this is now the second time that he's tested positive for, for COVID-19. Last year he did. He missed a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, wasn't able to play in that game. There was a COVID situation within the Ravens uh, team because of that, uh, or just overall for that game. What were your thoughts when you heard that Lamar Jackson had tested positive again, this time in training camp for COVID? First thing I thought was, again, it, it it's it's a tough situation to be in because they're basically telling everyone you need to get vaccinated or else. And there's just some guys that they just, for whatever reason, they don't want to do it. They don't believe in it. But when you're the quarterback of a team and a team that has uh, Super Bowl aspirations, you, I mean, it, it's almost if, if he feels like he doesn't want to do it, it's a necessary evil if, mm-hmm. if that's how he feels. Because you can, you can jeopardize your, your, your season by missing games and in the quarantine and however many days you have to miss because it's, they've, they've said it, the rules, the vaccinated players, 
they they just have an easy go at it. It's just it's just that simple. It's easier for them, and they're making it easier for them because they want the guys that are unvaccinated to be vaccinated. And so this is what we're willing to do, and they're making it as easy as possible. When you're the quarterback of a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, if this happens again during the season, you've pretty much let your team down. And so he's going to have to give it a serious consideration. This was Lamar Jackson earlier today speaking to reporters. And just because of time-wise, what we're going to do here is we're going to give you three separate sound bites from Lamar Jackson. We're just going to put them back-to-back. There aren't the questions from the reporters, but it, it, it at least will help you get a sense of where Lamar Jackson is in his mind as he returns to camp after the second positive test that kept him out of action. This was Lamar Jackson earlier today. I just got off the COVID list, you know, I you know, I got to talk to my team doctors and, you know, try to see how they feel about it. You know, um, keep learning as much as I can about it and we'll go from there. So you might, you might go for it. We'll see. We'll see. Talking to the doctors. We'll see. I want to inspire the kids. You know, I want to inspire the community. But, you know, at the same time, things going to come at you. Um, people going to feel however they want to feel about certain situations. And, you know, you just got to go however you want to go about it, you know. So we're going to see. I'm just going to follow the NFL protocols as um, much as I can, the best as I can. Uh, I'm not worried about it. You know, last year I came off COVID. I felt like we did pretty good. Um, and this year I'm trying to do the same thing, if anything. So, you know, just like I said, I'm just going to follow the protocols. That was Lamar Jackson earlier today. I, I, I just would be concerned for a guy that cost his team a regular season game against your ultimate rival in your division uh, on the road. You know, to me, that would be enough to to say to myself, hey, I got to do whatever it takes to me. And hearing Lamar Jackson be noncommittal there, TJ, still makes me think that that he doesn't necessarily get it when it comes to how it could hurt his football team. He he said, I'm going to talk to my team doctors. And so when you talk to your team doctors, they're going to recommend getting vaccinated. And, and so I. I Everybody has different beliefs, you know. He, he's a grown man. His family may have certain beliefs. But when, when you're on a team and it will be 53 on active roster in the practice squad, you have to put the betterment of the team before yourself, especially when you are the quarterback. Too much is given, much is expected. And, and so it's just something he's going to have to sit there and think about strong because – it's so what you said. He cost them last year. He didn't cost them this year because it's training camp. But if it happens in a regular season, it, as much as they don't want to say this, they'll be pissed off if it happens during a regular season. And from talking to coaches, the front office, management owners, the, the, Eric DaCosta, the general manager, they'll, they'll be highly upset if he has to miss a game or games because of this because – in essence, it would be his third time when, if you were vaccinated, this could be avoided. And so he, he might want to think about this long and strong and hard because they, they'll be pissed off. They might not say it, but sure. behind closed doors, um, it'll be a problem. Here's, here's what I don't get. And, I, and, I, and it's, it's not an original thought. Other people have said it as well. And I asked George Reister, who I do the show with uh, on Sundays here on Fox Sports Radio, about this yesterday. And I'm, and I'm curious on your thoughts on it. I, I, first of all, don't think that 
my job, what I do for a living, is comparable to an NFL locker room. I've never, I've never liked the comparison, TJ, when people said, well, if you did this at an office, that this wouldn't fly, but this works in the locker room or vice versa. I just, it, to me, it's, it's apples and oranges. You can't compare the two. But what I don't understand for someone on the outside looking in to an NFL locker room is that I've always felt that guys did whatever it took to get on the field. That if you play through pain, you pay through it, play through an injury, you're taking this, you're taking that, you're doing whatever it takes to get back on the playing field. And for Lamar Jackson to not take the vaccination, when maybe you would take a painkiller or do something to try to get back out of the field, I, I just I don't know how you can do one but not do the other. That's the thing that I struggle with the most. Where I, you know, there there are, you guys are given needles and pills to do whatever to get back out on the field but he won't take this needle. And I just, I don't understand that. It's really crazy because when you bring that up, I can recall being in the training room and it was like a line to get free food for people that hadn't eaten in weeks to get a Tordal shot prior to the game on Sunday. Guys would be lined up to get that shot. I mean, I've taken shots, numerous shots uh, for my ribs. My rib would break my ribs every year. Needle was, (laughs) look like it's a foot long. (laughs) And you actually, you feel it. Like, no lie. You feel it going your ribs and it's hitting bone. Like, you literally feel it. It's so uncomfortable. And I would do that every week. And oh, other guys would do it as well. And so, you do anything to play. And uh, knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't affect myself and, and, and even guys that have played down the road. But it, for some reason, there's just a lot of mistrust uh, with this situation and I mean, before you know it, though, it, it, this the 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 vaccination will be part of your immunization to even get in school here in the future, and so it's going to be a necessary evil, so to speak, anyway. But when you got guys counting on you, and you're the quarterback of a team that has the potential that the Baltimore Ravens have, um, he needs to give this strong consideration. And, and if you don't do it, um, you just deal with the consequences as they come. Yeah, I, I, I'd be ticked off as a player. I, I mean, if I was one of his teammates and, and heard that, like I'm, I'm sitting here busting my butt doing what I'm doing. And, and honestly, when, when you, the Baltimore Ravens are going to go as Lamar Jackson goes. They, they, they made quite a commitment to upgrading the receiving core to help him and to try to, to, try to squash the, the narrative that Lamar Jackson – doesn't have enough weapons on the outside, can't throw the football, can't do this. They, like, they're now giving him ample opportunities and bringing in talent. Sammy Watkins in, Rashad Bateman, they ended up drafting from Minnesota. There are guys there now uh, allowing him to succeed. And if I want to be a part of a Super Bowl-winning team and the guy who's going to be most responsible for that success is not willing to do what he needs to do, even after facing consequences, like I, TJ, I would even think that even being naive, you know, like like Kirk Cousins in his situation last week, I'm not giving Kirk Cousins a pass, but maybe Kirk Cousins hasn't been affected and hasn't lost games or lost practice time uh, because of any of this prior to what happened last week. But for Lamar Jackson to face the consequences that he has and still feeling, you know, nervous about it, if I'm a teammate, I'm going to be ticked off. It's just it's the way it is. I mean, it really depends. If you're liked in the locker room like Lamar Jackson is, it just really depends, man. But if, if it starts to cost them games, guys, are, it's going to splinter the locker room because certain guys are going to say, oh, you know, 
this is what he believes. It's a personal preference. But then you're going to get another group of guys that are, I didn't want to get vaccinated, and I did. Sure. Because of, and so it can splinter a team. It's a lot between the lip and the cup, but uh, they better figure it out. He's TJ Hushmanzada. I'm Dan Byer. I don't know if you could tell, TJ, but when you were talking about your needle and I was laughing, I wasn't laughing funny. I was laughing because my stomach got that. Like, no, you, you don't feeling. understand. No, you don't understand. <laughs> oh, my like, goodness. You would lay on your side. You would lift that arm up, and then you would look down, <laughs> and you're like, they about to stick this needle. Like, needle look like it's two feet long almost. <laughs> and then oh. when it would go in. You would actually feel it hitting your bones inside, and you're like, oh, oh my. my God, pull this out. <laughs> oh, no geez. lie. Did it, probably did that 30 times in my career, at oh, least. Oh, at man. least 30, maybe 50. Oh, geez. That, that, <laughs> that's something. And they had to put the needle in the long drawer because that's the only place that it would, it would fit. Uh, you know that there's, there's an issue. Uh, he is TJ Hushmanzada. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, it's that woozy, queasy feeling in your stomach right now. I'm right there with you. Uh, TJ's over it. He's numb to it, no pun intended. But, uh, but yeah, that is, uh, that is something else. By the way, when I, got, I did get vaccinated, uh, the needle, not even close to anything like that. It was like a boom. It was done, and it was, it was over. Uh, got the two dose vaccination but there was there was no there was no foot long needle uh sitting there waiting for me when it comes to vaccination time be sure to catch the live edition of the doug gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific hey it's ben host of the fifth hour with ben maller along with my trusty sidekick david gascon would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey you're asking what in god's name is the fifth hour i'll tell you it's a spin-off of the ben maller show a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I do have to mention this before we dive into the Josh Allen deal, which really has nothing to do with Josh Allen. Ended up breaking news on Friday that he got his long-term extension. It's more about what happens with the other quarterbacks after that now. But TJ, the last time you and I teamed up, it was on the verge of you doing the Cincinnati Bengal uniform reveal. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and you had told me in showing great restraint, more restraint than I would ever have in my, my body, that you had a package in your office that was sitting right behind you as we were doing the show that was unopened, that came from your former team because you were going to be a part of the uniform unveiling that next day, and you didn't want to ruin the surprise of, of what the uniform was. And you had the unveiling, and the uniforms, in my personal opinion, on a scale of 1 to 10, a 9.9. Like, they, they are darn near perfect what was your impression when you opened up the box to see the, the new Bengals uniforms? I thought they looked good, to be honest with you. Um, similar to, to what they have already, but obviously with new technology and things of that nature, um, they, they added it to them, sleek, real comfortable. Nike always going to do a really good job with uniforms. Um, thought it was fantastic. But, yeah, man, I, uh, man of my word, I literally did not open that box until I got on live with them took it out the box and put it on did you was it which was it a road a home did you get the alternate the orange, orange one you looking got the at, orange one yeah looking at it right now as we oh, speak wow i would say take a picture and put it on twitter but you're not on twitter so there's no point in doing that. there you but, go yeah got man, my name on the back everything oh perfect perfect i i i think they're great do you have any insight if maybe sometime we may see a white helmet any any word from cincinnati in in regard to that you know that they've talked about adding another helmet here recently. And so I believe if if they do add it, um, 
I, I'm almost certain that will be the case because they, they have a, a black and a white one in the facility. And oh, really? the white one looks so good. It's a black one. I believe it has, I want to say it has white stripes and a white one has black stripes. Man, it looks so good. Oh, man. Oh, I hope a white Bengal tiger. That would be great. In, in 2022, when teams could start wearing the alternate helmets. I'm almost Bengals, certain they're going to do it. They have you know, to. That would, that would be such a bestseller when it comes to the NFL, like in, in, in team shops, when that would, that, would be, that would be amazing. I really, really hope to do so. I just had to – I remember that was the last time we did the show, and I'm like, gosh, that was right before the uniform unveiling. So I wanted to at least get your thoughts on that. Bengals looking sharp. Hopefully Joe Burrow uh, starts to look a little bit more sharper uh, than some of the reports still coming back from that knee injury. Tyler Boyd, Boyd didn't necessarily give him the greatest vote of confidence. Says he looks good. Knee looked kind of iffy, but hopefully things are going to be uh, better for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. That's human nature, man. When you're coming off that type of injury and he, he was like a boxer with no defense um, his rookie season, man. He got hit so many times that it's just it's natural to be gun shy coming back off of that injury. You're going to be you're going to pull the lead leg because that's that's the knee that you had surgery on. Mm-hmm. Once he gets over that mental hurdle, which I'm assuming is going to take some time. But uh, that, that's, that's to be expected. That's to be expected. And, and that's why they better make sure that they keep them protected, they keep a clean pocket, come out early in the season with a quick game. And if you are going to work down the field, max protect, that will give him peace of mind. Matt, don't, don't try, you know, and, and that's not the philosophy that Zach Taylor wants to do. He wants to release a lot of guys out into the routes. But give, give Joe Burrow the peace of mind. Either we're going to go with the quick game or we're going to leave guys in the block. And because, you know, Joe will know, oh, okay, you know, we're blocking with seven or eight, you know, I should, I should be good. Mm-hmm. But if you're sending guys out, that, that uneasiness is going to be there. But it's going to take some time for sure for him to get over that. Well, Joe Burrow is the first overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft. So still a little ways off from a, from a possible another big payday from the Bengals and uh, maybe getting a long-term extension. That's off in the future. But the future is now for some NFL quarterbacks, and it's in those quarterbacks uh, that, that, that are in the same draft class of, of Josh Allen from 2018. That includes Baker Mayfield. And that includes Lamar Jackson. And now that Josh Allen has his deal – the natural conversation, TJ, goes to those two guys because they had their fifth-year options picked up, and we know that they're, they've had talks uh, with their teams about long-term extensions. I will say this, and I know it's been talked about this weekend, I don't think anybody is really under the impression that Baker Mayfield would get Josh Allen money. I don't think that that is realistic. It's just more of finding where does Baker Mayfield fall in terms of a Russell Wilson-like contract, which is about $35 million a year, where does it fall with someone like Jared Goff getting his $33.5 million from the Rams, and even though he's not with the Lions? I think those are the issues that you're going to have to look at with, with Baker Mayfield. But when it comes to Lamar Jackson, would you be hesitant at all if you're the Ravens to pay him more than what Josh Allen got? Uh, you know, You know what's crazy is – when when you talk, let, let's go with uh, Baker and, and Lamar. Actually, it is Baker and his representation. You best believe they think they're getting that. They they really think they're going to get that. Like what? That that's the floor for them. I guarantee that's really? what they think. You, I was the first think? pick. Guarantee that's what they think. 
And when you talk Lamar, people, oh, he's just a runner. I don't know if people recall this, but you know who led the league in touchdown passes when he won MVP? You, you know who, who that was, right? That Lamar was Lamar Jackson. Jackson. And so he's going to get paid as well. And so the amount, I don't know. You see Harbaugh wearing no rush to get uh, this contract done. But they better. the longer you wait, the more it's going to be a la Dak Prescott. Sure. They, they, need, they need to figure that out. But it's Rem- going to be interesting. Remember what you said, like, you know if you're a Hall of Famer like, or not. Like, you know, if, if you have to think about it, you're probably not. When you were having that discussion earlier. I, like, I, I kind of look at that quarterback situation that way in that, you know, Josh Allen and, and Lamar Jackson, and, and if Baker Mayfield's reps feel that way, they can feel that way. I just don't think they have any right to feel that way. I, I, think, that, I think that Baker, like Josh Allen was in the MVP discussion last year. Josh Allen, I believe, re- received some MVP votes. Lamar Jackson was a most valuable player in that season, as you talked about. So when we're talking about paying the quarterbacks that type of money and that Patrick Mahomes type of money, who also was an MVP and had an MVP and a Super Bowl ring before he got his uh, long-term extension from the Chiefs, that conversation, like you, I think you have to be in the MVP conversation, and I don't think for any second of his career so far we've put Baker Mayfield in that conversation. So that's but why I don't know, think they can ask for that money. They, they're, you know they're going to ask for it. He, I was a first pick. Um, I've improved every year. We went to the playoffs. First time you've been to the playoffs in a year. They're, they're not going to talk about everybody that's surrounding him and why they went to the playoffs and how great the team around him was. Quarterback is the only position. It's really crazy. They're the only position where he got this, so I should get that. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how the Cleveland Browns and that front office, how they navigate this Baker Mayfield contract, because you can offer him something to where he deems disrespectful might be over. And do they feel he's worth the Josh Allen? If I'm on in that front office, I say no, because he hasn't been able to carry the Browns like Josh Allen carried the bills last year. And so that's tricky waters to kind of swim through. They, they better figure that out. But Lamar Jackson is deserving because he's done out of the entire class. He's had more success than everyone. Yeah. Yeah, for but sure. But do the Ravens view him at that status? I would say yes, but I'm sure they have some uneasiness because if they did, it would already be done. You know, and, and Baker Mayfield, you even made comments alluding to how Josh Allen's contract was, you know, was good Great for a lot for of all quarterbacks. Yeah, good for a lot of QBs. You know who I think it's the greatest of all for? And I, I, we're going to start talking about it next year is I think it's Kyler Murray. Like, I, mm. I think that I actually, TJ, think that Kyler Murray will be the highest paid player in the NFL when he gets his contract nah, extension. Nah. I know you're saying you're saying I'm crazy. I know you're saying I'm crazy. Yeah. But they listen better, to the, they the, better go far this year. <laughs> well that that's the point of it though. Like that's what Arizona has. The only thing that they have right now is Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray's numbers when you put them up to other quarterbacks are comparable. And even for as crazy as it sounds in the beginning of the season last year I know MVP talk shouldn't start in week two or week three, 
But Kyler Murray's name was brought up as a, hey, a possibility. And when you look at the, the, the stress that Lamar Jackson's legs put on a defense, it's what Kyler Murray's legs do as well. Who's got a better arm of the two? I don't think there's any doubt that you'd rather have Kyler Murray throwing the football than Lamar that, Jackson. That, that, that's true. But at the end of the day, you look in the, uh, one category that matters, W's and L's. And Lamar's team's wins far more than mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's team has won. There's not a quarterback getting more than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. only one that can come close to that, and that's Aaron Rodgers, and he's at the tail end. Sure. And, 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 so, and so if they do that, and, and the Cardinals, that division they're in, let, let the Brutal. 49ers figure it out. The Seahawks are going to be good. The Rams are my um, dark horse contender. Matthew Stafford is a stud that people are uh, – not taken serious enough. He about to do great things with the Rams. Remember I told you that. Watch what he does with the Rams. That dude is physically out of this world, but he's also mentally out of this world. Watch what he does. Watch. But, Remember I told you that. But isn't that isn't that another reason with those three teams of the division to make it more imperative for the Cardinals to make sure that Kyler Murray is their guy? Yeah, like, he, he, like, he is their guy. It's just a matter of at what price. Sure. More than Patrick Mahomes, you're not my guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they have a choice, though. Like, if, they're, if, Kling, if Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat like we think that he is this season, you're going to bring in a new head coach. If you're a head coach, the, the, the appealing thing about that job is not knowing that you have an aging J.J. Watt there. The appealing thing about that job is that you have Kyler Murray there. Like, Kyler Murray has, is so important to that Cardinals franchise that I think that he could ask for whatever he wants. And I know the wins don't add up, but without him, they're going nowhere. Remember, they, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, they swung the deal with the Texans. We say what a great deal that Arizona had. You know, how, how great is DeAndre Hopkins without Kyler Murray? And so that's that's just why I think of like there are a lot of factors that set up that sets up for Kyler Murray to 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 be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL just because of how bad Arizona needs him and and, and with Baker Mayfield yeah the Browns need him but you mentioned Matthew Stafford like if you put Matthew Stafford in Cleveland you would think that they were just as much of a Super Bowl contender as the Rams would be or as the Browns would be with with Baker Mayfield maybe even more so. And so that's where I think that even Kyler Murray's kind of got the Cardinals in a spot where they're going to have to pay him and pay him a lot of money. Oh, he's going to get paid. But if I'm in that front office, I'm sorry. You're not getting more than Patrick Mahomes. It's just, it's just not going to happen because the eye test and just what he's done, you haven't accomplished nowhere near what Mahomes has accomplished. You, you haven't done it. And, and, and so in talent-wise – Orm talent, similar, but Mahomes is better. Mahomes is bigger, kind of runs the ball better. And, and Mahomes has better weapons on the offensive side of the ball with Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and that run game. But that run game benefits because of what they have on the outside. Andy Reid's a great head coach. Defensively, they're better, the, the Chiefs are. But when you, when you start talking about a guy getting more than Patrick Mahomes, I can't envision that because I can't see a guy that's better than Patrick Mahomes. I'll, I'll remember your Matthew Stafford line oh. if you remember my Kyler Murray line. How about 100% that? 100% I'm going to remember that. I, I'm going <laughs> to just flat out say if if, if if the Rams don't have injuries, uh, they're going to they're gonna be playing late in January. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, they had one to Cam Akers, but uh, if Daryl Henderson. They can overcome that because it's it's early. And so either you, you find a replacement that's on the team or you go out and get a guy. That happened early enough to where you can plan for that. But as long as they got 99 up front, and I forget now what uh, number Jalen Ramsey has changed to in the back end. Five. He's number five now, right? Okay, yeah, there you go, number five. And, like, Stafford is underrated, man. Like, that dude can throw the ball. And I think people forget because he's so physically talented um, how good he is mentally. He's going to surprise some people. If they keep him upright, like, he's not afraid to stand in the pocket. He can change the play. He's smart, and he's physically very talented. He's going to do wonders for them. I guarantee everybody in that coaching staff, after spending time with him, are saying, (laughs) wow, we got him. Can you believe this? (laughs) Guarantee that's what they're saying privately. And they're just going to have to keep him healthy and go out and show it um, in about a month's time. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, and Lee Bogan and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Looking for a better solution to keep your firearms in high-performance condition? Visit RiptideArmory.com for the most advanced proprietary gun cleaning formula on the market. Right now, get up to $40 off any cleaning kit for a limited time on RiptideArmory.com and take advantage of this amazing deal today. Riptide's two-step cleaning kit offers state-of-the-art technology and guaranteed satisfaction. Riptide Armory is a veteran-founded business, and you can trust that all chemicals are American-made and quality-tested. Shop RiptideArmory.com.